When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, Ben, we got a good one today. Do we now? Yeah, I think this one's interesting, but uh may not be the longest podcast in the world, but we've got, uh, we got some... Uh, it's a good question. I think it, it is a good question, Scott. Um, let's go ahead and ask. Let me let me ask you. Sure. On behalf of a lot of very concerned car buyers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is the resale value of hybrid vehicles higher? Well, Ben, let me tell you a long story before we actually give you the answer. <laughs> good. I love <laughs> the shaggy dog story. <laughs> no, it's not going to be that long. The really. year was eighteen ninety two. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing like that. In the beginning. <laughs> uh, okay, so we've got this article on our on our website, and I mm-hmm. thought it was kind of an interesting question. We've actually had people ask this. Yes. Um, is the resale value of hybrid vehicles higher? Because people are, you know, it's getting to the point where now these are starting to emerge in the used car market. Right. And uh, they have been for a few years now. Mm-hmm. People have been asking this question since, well, I mean, since the beginning of hybrid vehicles, but... Um, around 2007, you'll see it pop up a lot in, you know, a lot of discussions. Because um, of the, uh. Exactly. So for many years now, people have been asking this question and trying to find out the answer. And, uh, we've, we've, like we said, we've got a, an article that's titled exactly like this podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it kind of gives you some perspective on the whole thing. Well, now let's also, just, just for a little bit of context, I'm, we're obviously, guys, we're not going to give you some long shaggy do- dog story. <laughs> no. But, uh, we, we will mention, of course, why is this important? This is important because one of the things that people consider very closely when they buy a car, one of the things they should consider if they're not doing it now is the resale value. What is the depreciation of the vehicle? Yeah, you're not living in the moment, Ben. You know, I, <laughs> yeah, you didn't expect that, did you? I didn't. No, no. See, if you, if you live in the moment, you just buy whatever car you want, so whatever the cost, right? You guys know Scott pays cash for all his cars. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Is there any other way? They're in Scotty Bucks, though. Yeah, sure. I think, yeah. <laughs> That's I right. think you should stop making your yeah, own currency. I don't even have that. So it's one of the biggest, it, it is a huge, um, concern. And a lot of customers, a lot of consumers would assume that Given the fact that hybrid vehicles may very well be the future of automotive, um, 
or mass mass produced automotive mm-hmm. vehicles, uh, then given that assumption, wouldn't you logically assume that the premium you pay for a hybrid in the beginning will translate to a premium at the resale value? That's at the very end? clear thinking, Ben. But, but, but. See, that's where there's always yeah. a, there's always a but, and there's a big but in the story. Ben. There's a there's a huge it just made but. Me smile there's a yeah. humongous but. There's a big but in the story. <laughs> now it, it it all depends on uh, now. Okay, resale value has a lot to do with demand and the brand of the vehicle. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, you, you've probably heard that in the past. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you have or not, but it's one of the one of the deciding factors is the dem- demand for the vehicle. Of course, the brand is you know let's say that you've got a uh, an old used um, Lamborghini. Sure, it's going to be worth a lot more than an old used uh, Ford Escort. Yeah, exactly from the same year. Mm-hmm. Um, it just Generalization, gr- gr- you know, grand generalization there, sure. but uh, you understand what we're talking about. There's demand and brand. Um, it it depends on those factors more than anything else, really. Now you know that a lot more companies are making hybrids now, and the technology is advanced um, year after year. Mm. When Kelly Blue Book took a look at um, examples of vehicles, you know, with with high resale value, or actually with resale values. Um, Actually, the ones with the highest resale value. They had a top ten list, and this is in. Uh, well, every year they do this, but yeah. I'm going to go back to 2009, like this article does. And in 2009, there were two hybrids that made the top ten list, and that were. Uh, I mean, you probably would guess this: the the Prius and the, the Civic. The Civic, yes, that's right. Um, so that kind of hung in there for that that full year, but then the next year, out of the ten vehicles. There was only one vehicle that made it to the list. That was the Prius. Okay, mm-hmm. so that made the uh, the resale value top resale value. In 2011, no vehicles on the list, no hybrid vehicles on the list. So it went from two to one, one and now it's back nine. down to zero. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> the reason behind this is that because, well, again, demand and brand. We're talking about um, the brand is you know it's it's a I hate to say it. I mean, there are a lot of a lot of hybrids out there now. Um, the demand may be down because gas prices or fuel prices are down. Sure. Uh, the brands are, you know, the, the well-known brands. There's Toyota, Honda, but people are, I think, opting for, in, in a lot of cases, they're opting for the standard version of that, the gas, mm-hmm. uh, the gas powered version rather than the gas electric version of the car. Cause you do save money on, especially on the front end purchase of the vehicle. Yeah. And for people who are interested to see how you make back that premium just driving a car, we will refer you to our podcast, uh, about that. Just go ahead yeah. and scroll down. Uh, we've got a pretty good look at how long it takes you to break even. Yeah. And I, I don't want to, you know, like step on anyone's toes by saying right. that, you know, I don't have any numbers in front of me, but I'm saying that I think a lot more people are just opting for the standard version that gets pretty good gas mileage mm-hmm. versus going for the hybrid vehicle that gets a lot, you know, great gas mileage at this point. Or putting off the purchase for a few years. Yeah, that could be too, because we're in, you know, in a tight economic time sure. right now, so that's that's what's going on. But um, the example that's in this article, do you want to go through it or do you want me to? Because uh, um, I can do it if you want. Either way is fine, but okay. um, we do have an example in the article that you could follow along with if you like, mm-hmm. but it, it, uh, it it shows what's going on here. Okay, so we take a uh, the best way for us to measure hybrid resale value versus a conventional vehicle is to take a model like the Honda Civic, which has both a standard model and a hybrid model. Apples to apples. Apples to apples. Nice one. Hmm. And uh, so, of course, we're using the blue book, right? And the MSRP suggested retail price for the hybrid Civic in two thousand nine was. Twenty three thousand 
five hundred fifty dollars, mm-hmm. and the regular, the standard Civic EX four door was uh, just over twenty grand. Okay, so about a thirty five hundred dollar difference. Yeah, which okay. is no, you know, nothing to uh, sneeze at. There we go. Yeah, that's the one. I was like, choke, laugh, <laughs> yawn. <laughs> that's all right. I knew it. Uh, and, uh, and so, so what happens twenty three months later? Um, driving 26,500 so, miles. So you're about two years later, you're ready yeah. to trade it in. Yeah. You want to know what you can get for this thing on the lot. Why don't you do that part? <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, you, you know, we're, we've gone, uh, like you said, two years later. Mm-hmm. What's the mileage here? Um, uh, tw- uh, just over 26,000. 26,000 miles. That's, a, that's, a, well, that's, yeah. that's reasonable, I guess, for two years. Um, okay. The hybrid has the suggested retail value at this point of 18,730. That means it's lost. $4,820 in value from the time you bought it, okay? Yeah. Um, the EX, which is the standard EX, mm-hmm. now has a retail value of 17380 which is $2,625 in depreciation. So the EX resale value is 87% of its original value, whereas the hybrid is now only worth 79.5% of its original value. Which means that the hybrid vehicles are actually depreciating faster, That's at least right. in that case, and uh, tending to uh, tending to not hold their value in general. Yeah, so you paid more up front. Mm-hmm. You did get better gas miles over the 26,500 miles, which as we know at gas prices now, mm-hmm. which are $3 roughly. You know, let's say that $3 is about average, a little less at this point. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's holding its value better through those two years, and then when you trade it in, you get uh, you get back... Well, the hybrid seventy nine and a half percent. The uh, the standard car eighty seven percent of its re- return value. Now that's pretty impressive because um, you know when you're talking about a new vehicle, as soon as you drive it off the lot, you typically lose fifteen to twenty percent immediately. You go from retail price to wholesale price uh, immediately. Right. As soon as you sign the paperwork or as soon as you leave mm-hmm. the, the dealership, you've lost fifteen to twenty percent. So you know these numbers are really strong numbers. Um, now. 87%, that's really high. Mm-hmm. Um, but you gotta, you gotta remember that, you know, what was it, three years ago, we had this, uh, this mini gas crisis going on. Yes. Where gas was $4 a gallon. Mm-hmm. And that's when everybody thought, well, this is my answer is I gotta get a, a hybrid. So they bought a hybrid. And, uh, you know, $4 a gallon, it made a lot more sense to own that hybrid than at two seventy-five a gallon or $3 a gallon. Most of those people who bought the hybrids, by the way, bought Priuses. Yeah, you're right. So, you're right. You're right. Um, and then, yes. So I'm sorry, am I step on your no, toes? No, no. It's just it's not that it's a bad choice, right? You know, it's just it's just that you need to expect that you maybe won't get the same back in resale value that you would on a standard vehicle mm-hmm. in the same condition, the same, uh, you know, the same parameters, I guess. And for a lot of people buying hybrids, that's fine because the reason, the motivation for buying the vehicle is um, only partially to save money. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of environmental concerns that would cause somebody to choose a hybrid. Oh, sure. Yeah, the it. resale value is just one factor in this. But a lot of people do look at resale value when they buy a new vehicle because they know that they're only going to own it for two years, three years, maybe yeah, four years. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's definitely a deciding factor in the purchase of a new car. And it sounds counterintuitive, right, initially. It sounds counterintuitive. Um, here are some of the best arguments I've found for why this occurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back to the fact that hybrids are new technology. Mm-hmm. New technology, as we know, uh, like the famous push-button gear shift, right? Uh, things can seem like a wonderful idea, but if we just put them on the road and we don't have a 
test of time, then they can easily have bugs. They can have messed up parts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of uh, a lot of hybrid batteries um, are not interchangeable. You know the way that uh, tires would be or a generic car battery, mm-hmm. um, and as a result, it can be quite an expense to replace the battery because you would have to replace it eventually, one would assume. Yeah, it's supposed – I mean, they're, they're guaranteeing them for the lifetime of the vehicle now. Mm-hmm. Um, now they are. I don't know about three years ago. I just don't remember uh, if I'm trying to think back into the uh, the memory bank here. But yeah. um, three years ago, I don't know if they had such a, uh, a great record for um, you know longevity. They may right. have, but I don't know if they backed it the way they do now. And that's – and. You're right, because I, I've heard the lifetime guarantee as well, and I'm sure there are stipulations to that. But another point about new technology, first, it's prone, it's more prone to break. Secondly, um, it's more prone to become obsolete mm-hmm. because we're still in that skyrocketing phase where people are figuring out how to, uh, <clears throat> I'm totally trying not to do, I can't resist doing the bionic man joke. Please they, do. To rebuild it. Faster, stronger, better. I'm yelling at you. I apologize. Yeah, that's, that's all right. I like it. But um, but yes. Yeah, Not so, that you're yelling at me. I like right. the Bionic Man. Me too. Yeah. I I thought you know I watched it recently. Anyway, yeah, okay. I've watched it recently. Um, Probably not as good as we remember, right? Turns out every time he was using super strength, it was just in slow motion. Oh. <laughs> as a kid, I thought it was. Who would have thought? Uh, apparently not a young Ben Bullock. I do like the music though. The music is great and that sound effect. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but point being that, that hybrids right now, if you buy a hybrid and you keep it for two years, if you buy a hybrid today and you keep it for two years, then it's very likely, or it's not very likely, but it's, it's probable that two years from now, the hybrid technology in use will be very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see that. I mean, it's advancing, seems like weekly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we hear updates about, um, extended ranges and, sure. uh, and the, you know, the, the ability to swap revolt. out certain cells in the vehicle and to diagnose these things and mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, recycle them in different ways. And I mean, just everything is changing about it right now. It's, it's still, like you said, in that skyrocketing phase of development and, and testing. Yeah. And so when, and, you know, Scott, I think it's safe to say that we're not telling people to avoid buying hybrids. Definitely not. We do think it's important that for any car, like any car, if you're buying a hybrid, um, not to, not to let yourself get, uh, get a little bit of, uh, rose colored glasses. Yeah, you need yeah, to be well right, informed. Yeah. You need to do your research and, mm-hmm. uh, and find out what's best for you. But, um, also, you know, if you're buying a new car, one of the things that you need to look at is resale value. I mean, I think, I think it's just a smart decision. Sure, sure. Uh, and I don't know. I guess we've got that. Yeah, I think so. I this mean, is pretty I mean like we said, don't, don't, uh, we're not discouraging anybody from buying it. It's just, right. uh, you know, it's up to you. It's your own decision. Mm-hmm. But, um, just make it for an informed decision. That's all we ask. And if you have a question or a comment about that, you can totally, uh, ask us about it and we'll do our best to answer. Totally. Which brings me, I know, I'm, I'm told, <laughs> That's I'm, all right. I'm gratuitously using totally. <laughs> That's today. okay. Um, which brings us to listener mail. Sure. All right, here we go, Scott. Listener mail. Uh, Andy writes in from the internet to say, Dear Ben and Scott, just got around to listening to your podcast on helicopters in which you mentioned building your own helicopter. Ben decided he would not want to ride in a helicopter he built himself, but I'm here to tell you it can be done. Uh, Andy, it'll wreck. I'm just pointing that out. Um, I just don't. Okay, no bias there. Scott, I think you, I really think you should build the helicopter. No. We talked about this. No way. So, 
Andy continues, a family friend built a helicopter in his bedroom. Apparently, the government sent him the parts and told him to write an instruction manual on how to assemble the helicopter. His reward was to be able to keep the helicopter. I saw it with my own two eyes, a half-assembled chopper in his guest room. I don't know what this guy did for a living. And thinking back on the story over 10 years later, some of the details don't make sense to me. But uh, this is what I remember him telling me. I think he did eventually finish the helicopter and was able to fly it, but I'm not positive. Okay, Ben. I don't know. I Okay. It sounds so weird. I hate to discredit any any of our listeners. Sure. But, um, this and it sounds and okay. This person says that Andy says that um, he saw it with his own eyes. Mm. Now this is you know taking it one step away from the uh, the the urban legend. Uh, you know, a friend of a friend. But it just sounds a little crazy. Like the the government sent him all the parts to make a helicopter with no instructions, mm. wanting the person to create an instruction manual. Well, to be fair, uh, Andy doesn't say which. Um which government? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben, you're reaching there. I, I, am, I, I am. don't know. I mean, this is uh, and and building it in a guest room. Amazing! <laughs> oh, come on, <laughs> I know. Oh, where I, uh, I just thought it was a cool story. It, it is. It, you know, it's an interesting email, and it did make you know my eyebrows raise when I read it too. But mm. um, I, I don't know. I mean, Andy, I, we need more details. I think. Yeah, I, I yeah, think this so. Might I mean, be a... you can understand our our side here. That you know, it mm-hmm. sounds a little, mm. you know. Oh, also, also um, to, to clarify, a- Andy is female. Oh, so, okay. Sorry right. about that. I, well, Andy, I, but still, that's send in us the in, last paragraph. Please send us uh, send us a little more info on this because mm-hmm. I'm I'm intrigued. How did uh, what happened? So many questions. I, I really so do. Questions. I really do. Um, How many right. parts are in a helicopter kit? Mm-hmm. I bet an awful lot. I bet we should find. I I'm sorry. I think we should find a helicopter kit. Mm. But in the meanwhile, uh, you and I have to go. Back, back to slave away in our secret, secret headquarters yeah, here. That's the secret lair. Mm-hmm. So uh, while Scott and I get back to the secret lair, if you guys have any funny stories, if you guys have any further questions about hybrids, uh, if you would like some more information, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Facebook, you can find so much stuff about hybrids on our website, including this uh, wonderful article we're talking about by our own Beth Brindle and... If you can't find what you're looking for, you can always send us an email at... You want the email address now, right? Yeah, that would... I was hoping... Carstuff at HowStuffWorks.com. Thanks, Scott. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones 
who get it done. So, should we go electric? I think we should go electrified with Toyota. Electrified? Electrified means options. Yes, we could go all electric with a Toyota BZ4X, but then there are hybrids like Grand Highlander. Or we could do something in between like a RAV4 plug-in hybrid. So, Toyota is electrified diversified? Yep, and with more options for reducing carbon emissions, the closer we all get to Toyota's beyond zero vision for the future. Exactly how much coffee have you had this morning? Learn more about our beyond zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyond zero.